Stanley Cup Finals begin tonight. Ann and I have our full preview plus some predictions. And in the world of Preds, some big decisions coming up on restricted free agents, as well as a couple of fringe guys who may or may not be brought back. One of them is Luke Cunning. It is going to take a big commitment for the Preds to even qualify him should they do it. That is a $2 million question in Nashville. We have our thoughts. We're going to say them on the Locked On Predators podcast today. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. We've made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, Ann. We we have made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. It feels in some ways like dog years. In other ways, it's like, how did this happen so quickly? It's I always find it amazing either a if your team misses the playoffs or if you get eliminated like in the first round, uh, just how long it seems like since you played uh, meaningful hockey. Uh, yeah, yeah. Starting it seems like the Predators have gone like a full off season at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually found myself yesterday thinking, oh, I really miss watching hockey, and you know that's kind of the first time after such a crazy full season. I was like, you know what, I could use tonight a little Nashville Predators hockey. So yeah, it's been it's been some time, and we still have plenty of time left to go. Well, I can fulfill half of that wish list. Tonight. I can give you the hockey part. There you go. I will be. I will be happy with the hockey part. Well, uh, of course, game one of the Stanley Cup Finals coming on tonight. Uh, we are going to have our full preview in just a second, but first, we gotta talk about Nashville Predators. Uh, this is the off season for them, and they have some decisions to make on roster players. Uh, players that may be in and out, some restricted free agents, some contracts. Yeah, and it's it goes beyond Philip Forsberg. We, of course, we saw Jeremy Lazan get brought back uh, a couple of days ago on a four-year deal. There's a lot of other intriguing business for David Boyle mm-hmm. to take care of. In uh, an intriguing list of restricted free agents, the two most noticeable ones on there are... Luke Cunning and Yakov Trenin. Yes, these are two players that have had very different seasons this past season. And yet, I'm not 100% sure anybody can say exactly what the Predators are going to do, especially when it comes to Luke Cunning. It's been a really interesting ride for Luke Cunning this season. And, you know, are the Predators going to want to make the qualifying offer to him? Is he going to, is he, has he done enough to tempt them to offer him a little over $2 million? I mean, this is, this is a big offseason question. Everything is overshadowed by the Forsberg watch. But right. this, this is an interesting conundrum that the Predators are facing this offseason. 
Yeah. So the thing is, Luke Cunningham, in order to get a qualifying offer, uh, the qualifying offer for the Preds has to be $2.3 million, uh, which for a player like Cunningham, who did not have a very good season, that is a big gamble. And of course, yes. you know, Cunning is going to argue maybe he, you know, wants a little bit of a raise from that. I don't think the Predators are going to really want to give him. But even that qualifying offer is a big commitment. And it's, you know, it, it can only be for one year, but, you know, you're still giving two, almost two and a half million dollars to a player who you have openly said had kind of a disappointing season. But there's a lot of complexity to that too, because clearly, mm-hmm. John Hines likes Luke Cunning. He sees something in Luke Cunning. We saw that because Luke Cunning got way more chances late in the season yes. than probably anybody else in his position would have. And he, you know, he talks about how Cunning fits the identity, you know, how he likes the way, you know, Cunning finishes checks, four checks, all that good stuff. Um but he just didn't have a good season. Like he did a lot of things noticeably wrong. And it was kind of, you know, the sort of Ben Harper kind of territory where you started seeing some of his mistakes directly correlate to goals for the other team. And I think that's what got a lot of fans frustrated. Yeah. Luke kind of definitely was kind of a polarizing player among the fan base this season, but I agree with you. I think he really had a longer leash with head coach John Hines than maybe some other players had. That second line was an issue for the Nashville Predators all season long. They just weren't able to produce offensively like you need your second line to do to be competitive. And I wonder how much of that John Hines attributes to Luke Cunning or whether, you know, sort of having Ellie Tolvanen struggle some, maybe deflected some of that responsibility. Cunning does have a style that fits sort of that identity for the Predators. So I do see where Hines is coming from when he talks about him playing the kind of hockey that the Predators are investing in and that they like. It just doesn't translate or didn't translate this season into production. And like you said, there were several cases where he would take a penalty that ended up really costing the Predators at the end of a game. So it's really an It has been an interesting watch to see the amount of leash Luke Cunning has had. And it will be very interesting to see what they do with him this offseason. I can see this going either way. Well, let's go back to something you said earlier, which is, you know, the Preds like the style he plays. For $2.3 million dollars, you can probably find somebody who plays that same style, but probably Mm -hmm. played it better than Cunning did last season. You know, Cunning is, you know, if you're basing it on analytics, uh, was below replacement in a lot of different things. And you can probably go out and find a replacement level player because even a replacement Mm -hmm. level average player would probably be a statistical upgrade and probably save 
you know, a decent chunk of money there that you can put towards something else. Like maybe that's extra money that goes to Philip Forsberg extension. Maybe that's, you know, an extra, you know, half mil or something like that, that goes towards getting another critical free agent to sign on the bottom line. So, you know, at this point, yeah, you can like Luke Cunning, you know, you can still think that maybe he's got a future place on the team, but for two and a point three million dollars, even if it's just for one year, you know, you have to really like it. You have to weigh that, and you have to think: is that the mm-hmm. best use of our money? Now, I, I think what they do with Cunnan probably signals what David Poyle thinks about the team for you know probably the next year. You know, if he qualifies, mm-hmm. Cunnan Cunnan comes back on like a two point three million dollar prove it kind of deal. That tells me David Boyle is not serious about this team being contender next year, which is contradictory to pretty much everything he has said in his post-game press conference or his post-season press conferences up until this point. Because, you know, you're going to spend $2.3 million to have Luke Cunningham have a prove-it season. And that would tell you pretty much what internally the Preds think of this team. On the other hand, I think it all. Go ahead. I think it also, there is an element of this, like we said, where there is something about Luke Cunning that is exceptional to Hines slash Poyle. Because if you look at Ellie Tolvanen's style of play, now Ellie Tolvanen did struggle offensively just like Luke Cunning did, but his style of play is also very similar. I mean, he is a more physical player. His reputation is offensively productive, but you look at what he was able to do, even though he really struggled offensively this season, and you compare that with Luke Cunnan. Now, Luke Cunnan was second on the team in hits behind Tanner Janot, so he is physical, but I feel like Ellie Tolvanen also brings elements of that and had a much shorter leash. I mean, he was healthy scratched. You never saw Luke Cunnan healthy scratched, even though he went through the same offensive slump. He played all 80 two games he's the only player that played every game this season so there is something about Luke Cunning that they have in this past season seemed willing to continue to invest in which makes me think maybe they won't bat an eye at 2.3 million but I agree with you that seems like a lot for what the Predators got from him last season but I, I can still see them I can still see them paying that money David Poyle has said multiple times that he'll spend up to the cap. If mm-hmm. that results in reckless spending, then I think we need to have a talk about David Poyle's strategy <laughs> here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. So in, in your mind, do you think Cunning gets qualified? I do. I really do. God, I um, just, and I think you're probably right. Oh, I do. I no. think he gets qualified. And I think if there's, if they're going to do that, if they're going to qualify Cunning, and if they are still believing that he is a top six uh, forward for this team, they need to go out and get somebody on that line with him because they yeah. don't seem to have somebody that balances out maybe what he was lacking this season so but i do i think i think they give him 2.3 million i think you're probably right 
Dear God, God help us all. Uh, other intriguing option, uh, of course, Yakov Trenin is a restricted. Yes, player. there's no question he's going to get brought, brought back. But uh, what do we think? Deal? What kind of deal do we think he's going to get? Uh, plus some decisions on other restricted free agents. First, want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models on the road, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So I endure all that pointless or intimidating questioning from the person behind the counter. Uh, yeah, you can pretty much do their job for you. Just go to rockauto.com. You can do it from the comfort of your own home, anywhere you want. You don't need to worry about all those people behind the desk. You save time and money when using Rock Auto, so why would you choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or dealership? Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every single customer. They have everything your car could ever need, from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, to carpet, upholstery, air fresheners, cleaners, whatever you need. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Let's talk about Yakov Trenin, Ann. Uh, while there's Love it. There's question about whether or not uh, Luke Cunningham is going to be brought back or qualified. There should be mm -hmm. no question whatsoever about Yakov Trenin being qualified at all. A, it only takes uh, it's only going to take a little under eight hundred thousand dollars to qualify him. Uh, I have mm -hmm. a very good feeling that he is probably going to be making more than that next season by yes. the time the season starts. Yes, I would agree with that. Yakov Trenin has been a bargain for the Nashville Predators this season. And he's such an integral part of this team. You know, he's third line. But really, when you look at how John Hines used that third line, the herd line, this is a valuable, valuable line to this team. They are playing against some of the top lines in the league this past season. Um, I don't know necessarily that we're going to see the herd line stay together next season, but I do know that Yakov Trenin is uh, absolutely going to get a qualifying offer and he is absolutely going to get a contract much better suited to what he brings to this team. He has been um, just a bedrock for the team while he had, you know, went through some offensive slumps. He did everything else the team could expect or ask of him. And he's very responsible. He's very reliable. Uh, and he is that hard to play against style of hockey player that John Hines loves. So I, you know, Yakov Trenin is going to be making some ching. Yeah, he is the perfect sort of fit for that sec or that third line, which I guess mm -hmm. really has kind of evolved into a second line. And of course, 17 goals uh, last season, which were by far his career high. Uh, and he did it only while shooting just over 12%. So that makes you think he is getting 
a lot of chances. He is getting a lot of looks at the goal. Um, and that's yes. something you saw in Trennan's game. You know, that herd line, they didn't just go out there and, you know, go on the counter attack or anything like that or, you know, get lucky at gritty goals. They went out there and created plays. A lot of cases, especially yes. on the stretch, you know, they were the the – best line at generating offense. So Trenton has been a absolute big part of that. You know, the question mm-hmm. is going to be what contract he winds up getting, you know, because it, it's going to be, are you, you can argue a player like Yakov Trenton who just scored 17 goals probably deserves, you know, maybe at least $3 million a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think yes. that, you know, David Poyle is probably going to try to take that down a little bit. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the strategy here is do the Preds maybe settle short term and give him maybe a two, three year deal, maybe with a little more AAV or do they do maybe like what they did with Colton Sissons a couple of years ago mm-hmm. or even Jeremy Lazan this past week and give him, you know, a lower AAV, but give him more term and have that be the level of commitment. Yeah, I was looking at the contract situation for the Predators and the kind of contract that jumped out at me as being very Yakov Trenin friendly was in fact Colton Sissons, you know, a longer term. And I feel like Yakov Trenin is somebody that they would invest term in. He's a younger player. He has a tremendous upside. He's not even close to peaking yet. And so I can see him getting a longer term somewhere in the ballpark of, you know, 2.5 million, maybe 2.8, 2.9 million. Um, but a longer term and very Sissons-like. And I think that's a great investment. You know, one of the things I loved most about Yakov Trent and watching him this season was um, when he would be on the penalty kill. He was an absolute pest when he played up on the penalty kill. Really effective. I think he has very little downside. That is a responsible line. He is a responsible player. So I think the Predators are going to want to lock him up. And I do think they're going to want to lock him up for a longer, a longer term. Uh, another interesting free agent is we're kind of kind of uh, rapid fire through these. Uh, Cody Glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know the Predators have yes. big uh, visions of him. He played pretty dang well uh, when he Darn came right. back after his stint in Milwaukee. Still a lot of room to grow there. Um, definitely going to be qualified, and I think maybe you know this is probably another two year kind of bridge deal for Glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I think Cody Glass has definitely earned it. He came in at the beginning of the season and maybe didn't find his footing right away with the Predators. But when he was sent down to Milwaukee, it just cleansed the palate and opened up his game for him. He was the points leader for the Admirals this past season, really did fantastic. And when he came back up for the Predators, you could see on the ice, I test the growth that he had in his time in Milwaukee. This is a player that David Poyle really was high on when they brought him in. And I feel like even though sometimes people get frustrated with the slow burn investment of the Predators in some of these prospects, it's been the right move for Cody Glass. I agree with you. They're a hundred percent going to offer sheet him. Um, and I think he's going to be somebody they're going to invest in similarly to Jeremy Lazan. This is, he's a piece that they see 
being a part of the predators in in this near future. So, you know, he's a catch. I I really think Cody Glass, we're going to see a lot more from him this next season. And I think the Predators fans who are a little bit frustrated to see him go down to Milwaukee are going to appreciate what he's been able to kind of develop and get his feet under him for coming up next season. I think this is this is a good get, you know, and and worth the money. They need to put down some money for Cody Glass. Yeah, I would say maybe I don't think he's hit $100 million a year yet, but I can see him maybe getting another two-year deal at about nine fifty or something just under mm-hmm. there. Really let him have a chance to prove he's an NHL player. Um, yeah. A couple of other intriguing ones. Matt Luff, restricted free agent, yeah. played very well when brought up, kind of a depth piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can definitely see him being brought back in. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think he is one of the ones who garnered some favor with uh, Hines and Poyle, and I think he played really well. He was sort of thrown into the deep end when he was brought back up, but he performed well. I think he was um, he was a great grab. I would be absolutely shocked if he wasn't brought back. Shocked. Yeah, uh, it doesn't take much yeah. to qualify him, but of course he's also 25, so the Preds may want to um, have roster spots dedicated to somebody else. Somebody like Tommy Novak who's also 25 mm-hmm. but has fewer uh, uh, professional years under him than Luff. Tommy Novak was – it's kind of an interesting case because for a while there, kind of towards the start of the season, you know, he sort of looked like the next diamond in the rough for the Preds, but, you know, kind of tailed off towards the uh, end of his NHL stint, went back down to Milwaukee. We know he's been a uh, – a valuable piece for the admirals for a number of seasons now. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see what the predators do to him. I would imagine they would qualify him, but his future, um, you know, how he fits into this predators picture long-term is going to be interesting as well. Uh, David Ferentz and uh, somebody who we think is probably also going to be qualified. No question, but uh, somebody who I think struggled a little bit last year in his first professional season. I think so too. And I think maybe he just needs a little more time to simmer. He's been somebody that Predators fans have had their eye on for a while as he's going to come up and he is going to really be an impact player kind of further down on the, you know, defensive roster, but it is a little rocky there for David France, but I think a little more time. Um, And he's a long-term investment. I feel like the Predators have invested in him. I feel like he's somebody we're going to see back. I'm very interested to see how much of next season's roster is made up of players like Novak and Ference. Like how much of a chance do you think these young, you know, these Milwaukee guys are going to get on this roster? Or do you think David Poyle's going to go out and fill in with some free agents? Like I'm, I'm curious about that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. A couple of other uh, restricted free agents, Jimmy Huntington. Uh, I don't really see the Predators qualifying him. Mm-hmm. Uh, although he did, you know, do relatively well in Milwaukee, but I think maybe he winds up uh, on an AHL deal somewhere. Uh, and Devin Cooley, that's kind of an yes. interesting Somebody who played uh, very, very well for the Admirals in the postseason and last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, you know, there's Yaroslav Askarov is coming over. You know, the Preds still uh, see something in Thomas Vamachka. So uh, interesting mm-hmm. to see where Cooley 
kind of fits into the big term goaltending picture for the Preds, especially if, you know, what we think is going to happen, Connor Ingram moves up to NHL full-time next year, uh, how the rest right. of that shakes out. Yeah, it's a great problem for the Predators to have, you know, when you've got to, you know, plenty of talented goaltending and you have to figure out how to shift it. Cooley had a really interesting season and in then he struggled a lot early on, but then come playoff time, he just hit his stride and really did a great job for the Admirals in net. I don't know what they're going to do. That This is interesting because there is, you know, there's a lot of talent and a lot of promise with Askarov. So Devin Cooley is going to be one name to sort of keep your ear out for and see what direction the Predators go with him because it's been an interesting season for him. And the Predators and the goaltending situation, it's not nothing. So... A lot going on there. <laughs> a lot of intriguing stuff uh, as yes. well. Yes. Speaking of intriguing, Stanley Cup Finals tonight, Anne. Yes, we have the Stanley Cup Finals coming up tonight. Colorado Avalanche, Tampa Bay Lightning. And Nick and I are going to talk through our thoughts on how the Stanley Cup Finals are going to go in just a minute. But first, want to let you know that Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and information. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's NBA championship matchup. We have the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. They have all the information you're going to need before puck drop tonight major league baseball and of course they have all the latest fighting news from mma and ufc to boxing bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information including live betting esports and more you can head to their website today or you can use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts Interesting Stanley Cup finals, and I think we go for, uh, or I think we speak for a lot of people when we say maybe one of the best matchups we have had in quite some time. I mean, if the NHL wanted to handpick two teams mm -hmm. to beat finals, you couldn't go wrong with Colorado Avalanche, yes. who might be the best, you know, put together team in the NHL this season, and the Tampa Bay Lightning, who I think if are fighting to be called the dynasty right now. Mm -hmm. This is absolutely what the NHL needed and wanted for Stanley Cup Finals. And it's going to be fascinating to watch. I, you know, we have had kind of a closer look at the Colorado Avalanche through the season. And of course, shortly, you know, a little short period in the postseason. <laughs> so I think yeah, Preds fans know, we want to talk, just a little glimpse, just a little four game glimpse of yeah. the Colorado Avalanche. Um, so I think Nashville Predators fans have some idea of what to expect from the Avs and they have continued to be impressive through the rest of their playoff run. But man, don't count Tampa Bay out. And I love the three-peat storyline. Like you just can't not be fascinated to see if a team can three-peat the Stanley Cup final. I mean, it's the hardest trophy in sports to win. You know, if Tampa Bay gets it back to back to back, you know, there's a great argument to calling this team a dynasty. And, you know, I can't wait. I, it's Clash of the Titans. Like, if we had to name it, we would name it Clash of the Titans. This is, this is going to be great. But I'm curious what you think, like, what are kind of the matchups that you're most excited to watch as you look at these two teams? Well, there's so many and it feels so yeah. weird because it's like every time you say, oh, well, 
I don't know if how this team can contain these people. And then you look in the other side and it's like, well, wait a minute, you know, this guy hasn't faced them. Like, you know, Kale McCarr, yeah. you know, a lot of people are like, oh, can, can the lightning, you know, get past Kale McCarr and De- Devin Tays? Like, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it's, you know, Kale McCarr and Devin Tays haven't seen the depth, the scoring depth yes. this postseason that the Tampa Bay Lightning have, not just, you know, including like guys like Kucherov or Point Stamkos, but down the line. And you look at all the players like Anthony Sorelli and uh, Alex Kalorn, who have had amazing mm-hmm. scoring seasons. And so it's like one of those things where it's just like, but, you know, then you go on the other side and they haven't faced, you know, a top pair as good as, you know, Makar and Taze. So there's just a lot of back and forth where it's like, you know, these people, you know, how do you slow them down? But at the same time, well, those same people haven't faced somebody as quality as each other. So there's just so many of those matchups across the board. I think for me, and it comes down to two things. Uh, Mm -hmm. One is Braden Point and his health because he's healthy. Uh, The uh, Tampa Bay Lightning have two dynamic scoring lines. Uh, And then you you can kind of fit Anthony Sorelli wherever you really want him to be. But you have two dynamic scoring lines if Braden Point is healthy. And that is key because the Avalanche can't load up against one big line. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, What's the other thing that you think is going to be a different swinger in this game? I think the other thing is just going to be Colorado's goaltending because, you know, that's, that's been a question mark for a lot of people. Now, even though Kemper has played very well, Frank Chose has played very well. um, There, there's still for whatever reason, you know, kind of this question mark where you see like bouts of, you know, weird play or bad games here or there. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, are they going to be able to out battle Andre Vasilevsky? That I think is the question yes. from Colorado's end. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think goaltending is going to be a, a really interesting element of this series, but neither one of them are, you know, who you would expect, you know, Vezna finalists to make it. Vasilevsky, of course, is never, he's never really bad. Um, but is Darcy Kemper, Tem- Kemper going to be healthy enough in net to kind of stand against what Tampa Bay can bring offensively? And I just think here in Nashville, this is going to be such a fun um, such a fun series to watch again. Like we've, we've had it and like, we know the abs we've had it with the abs. Um, but also, you know, Tampa Bay and the stadium series this year, like there's, there's emotional investment coming from Nashville, you know, on both sides. So I think it's going to be a great series. I think it's going to be a long series. Like I can see this going seven games with these two teams. Um, and I hope it does. I really hope it does because I think it's going to be great hockey who do you think is going to win tonight well that was that was going to be what i asked you is who's your pick to win um my pick to win tonight i'm going to go with i'm going to go with colorado um just because i think they're a little bit uh, more rested i think they are just they're just rolling. I think it's going to take a lot to stop Colorado, but I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be actually, I'm going to say like 5-4. I think it's going to be a decent scoring game. I'm going to say 5-4 Colorado tonight. What do you think? Are we talking about tonight or are we talking about the series? Tonight. 
Let's let's go tonight first, okay. and then we'll and then we'll really get serious. Tonight, um, I am going to go with Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. You okay. Know, I think they're the ones with experience. They're the ones with Stanley Cup experience. Uh, even though Colorado is playing at home, you know, I think you're going to see mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of butterflies from the avalanche. I mean, I, I base that just based on, you know, watching remember the, when the Preds played game one uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins in that, you know, that first period that just right. ended up being an unmitigated disaster. You saw the game turn as it went on. I mean, the Predators very easily could have yeah. won that game one as it went on. But that early start, you know, where the mm-hmm. you know, Penguins who had been there before, who had all this experience, just looked like they were ready for the moment a little bit better. And so that's why I think Tampa Bay, you know, I think they're going to be the ones that come out uh, and kind of look a little bit more polished than the Colorado Avalanche. And that's not a knock of the Avalanche. They're a great team. Right. They just haven't had many people who have been in this moment before, whereas the Lightning, mm-hmm. you know, their entire team has been to three straight Stanley Cup finals. They know what to expect. So from that end, I right. think, you know, I think you might see a 3-2 game, uh, one of those where, you know, the Lightning jump out, you know, maybe to a 3-1 lead, you know, in, in you know, around the start of the second period or something like that. And then the avalanche really turn up the pressure later in the game and, you know, come close to, to making it a game. So that's my prediction for tonight. Mm-hmm. What about the series and how do you see this series going? Okay. I, at the beginning of the season, I was going with Tampa Bay. I, I had Colorado and Tampa Bay in the Stanley cup. And I was like, Tampa Bay is going to three peat. I'm going to change that. I'm going to say Colorado wins this. Um, I Just because I feel like they are so comfortable in their game right now. I feel like they are exactly where they need to be for success. Not that Tampa Bay is not, but I really feel like this is Colorado's moment. And also because don't ask me to watch Corey Perry lift the Stanley Cup. So I'm going with Colorado. How that about you? Be, that would be the third straight <laughs> season Corey Perry has yes! lost in the Stanley Cup Finals. Which I think the is a things streak we where, can celebrate. <laughs> yeah, I think that is a streak we're all interested in seeing. Um, yes, you know, and I, I see this going to seven games just because I think mm-hmm. these are great teams. And I've gone back and forth so many times I about know. who I think is going to win. It's just so hard to pick between these two teams because there is a realistic case in depth to make for either of them. Yes, <sighs> I mean. I, I hate to say it, but I just I think when it's this close and there's just so many evenly matched storylines throughout the thing, I think you just got to go with the status quo. I think it's going to be the Tampa Bay Lightning that win three straight. Um, wow. And, uh, you know, I don't have anything solid to base that on. And I am mm-hmm. fully prepared for that to be a wrong prediction. But, you know, to me, this is, you know, I I, I don't know. It's just, I guess, intangibles. Sure. Yes. That out no. as a reason, but this this can go either way. I fully expect it to go either way. And, uh, you know, yes. even, even if they lose this series, Colorado Avalanche are going to win a cup within the next three, four mm-hmm. years. I think that's a given. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a great Stanley Cup final. Do we want to put a little wager on this? 
No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I, I totally agree. And I I agree with you. I think this could go either way. I don't, this is one of those Stanley Cup finals where I don't think anyone can look at statistics, can look at this past season, can look at this postseason of these two teams and say, definitely this team is the clear Stanley Cup champion winner out of these two. This is this is going to be a seven. I think it's going to be a seven game knockdown drag out. And I am here for the chaos. You know what this is, Anne? This is one of those series that makes you sit back and just be glad to enjoy hockey. Like this is this is. Yes. One yeah, this is one of those series, though, where if you're in Colorado or Tampa Bay, you are clinched up. So. Sorry for them. We'll be having popcorn and just enjoying really amazing hockey. Yeah. Uh, so tune in tonight to watch. We'll, of course, have a breakdown tomorrow and more Preds talk coming up. Until then, Anne, where can the fine people find your work? You can find my work online at ontheforecheck.com. And you can find me on Twitter at K underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. And while you're there, follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know uh, what you would do with Luke Cunnan's contract. Or let us know who you think is going to win the Stanley Cup and let us know why. That's going to do it for us today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with more Preds talk. We'll see you then.